The word pharmacogenomics oftentimes conjures images of cutting-edge medical technology and even a sense that the word comes closer to describing the future of medicine rather than the present in the minds of healthcare professionals. Aside from vague notions, it's not clear that many or even most healthcare professionals have a grasp of what contemporary pharmacogenomics actually entails. So how do we bridge that gap? How might we best bring practicing healthcare professionals up to speed on what 21st century pharmacogenomics might hold for them and their patients? We've got some answers to those questions coming up in just a few moments. You're listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Focus on Pharmacy. I'm your host, Dr. Charles J. Turk, PharmD. Our guest is Dr. Grace Quo, a PharmD and MPH and an Associate Professor of Clinical Pharmacy and Associate Adjunct Professor of Family and Preventive Medicine at the University of California, San Diego. Dr. Quo is the Director of the San Diego Pharmacist Resource and Research Network, and she's heading up a program called PharmGenEd that's aimed at educating healthcare professionals about the promise that pharmacogenomics holds for improving patient care. Dr. Quo, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here and talking with you and your audience. Now, before we get into what PharmGenEd is, I was hoping we could start a little bit more globally by talking a little bit about what pharmacogenomics entails, because I think that, again, the majority of practicing healthcare professionals have at best a vague sense of what pharmacogenomics actually means. So how is pharmacogenomics applied to, uh, to healthcare today? Well, that's a very uh, challenging question to answer. As you know, many of us are grasping just even the definition of pharmacogenetics or pharmacogenomics, let alone knowing how to practice simply because the evidence is so scarce at this point. So I do believe a strong education program, one that can help us catch up with what is rapidly developing, is very helpful. Pharmacogenomics is the study of variations in both DNA and RNA characteristics as they're related to drug response. So it describes in a broadly sense involving the whole genome-wide analysis of the genetic determinant for drug efficacy and toxicity. And so in comparison, pharmacogenetics usually means the study of genetic causes of individual variations in drug response and is a subset of pharmacogenomics. Nowadays, many people use both of these terms interchangeably. How has pharmacogenomics changed between the time of its inception and the present day? Well, I think most of us have heard about the Human Genome Project, which began in the 1990s. And at that point, the project goals were to understand a genetic makeup of humans to determine the sequence of nucleotide-based pairs that comprise human DNA and identity. At that time, more than 1.4 million single nucleotide polymorphism, or what we call now the SNPs, have been identified. But now, more than 3 million of these SNPs have believed to be identified. And so there's still some ways to go, but I know that this is a field that is changing very rapidly, and it applies to a lot of our practice, if not now, pretty soon. And how might the knowledge of those polymorphisms change the face of drug therapy? Well, polymorphisms can affect the way we identify disease genes. It also helps us target specific drug therapy for patients and help us to optimize drug therapy instead of having a one-size-fits-all approach for treatment. Which is sort of what we do nowadays. Exactly. What sort of promise does pharmacogenomics hold for the practice of healthcare in the next, say, five years? Well, right now, I think probably in a future projection is 
easier to envision. In the next five years, though, I think we are trying to catch up with a lot of evidence to make it available to healthcare professionals. So, for example, the FDA has over 1,000 drug labels that are reviewed between the years of 1945 to 2005, and over 100 of those drug labels actually contain pharmacogenomics information. 69 of those were referred to the human genome biomarkers, but in practice, at least for now, only about 12 or 18, maybe less than 20 of them have potential novel drug targets, but even of those, only less than five of them have required pharmacogenomics testing from the FDA. So we've mapped the human genome out, and we're still sort of in the process of figuring out what to do with that data and comparing it to the information that we have on hand about drugs? That's correct. Now, how about further into the future? Where eventually do we want to see pharmacogenomics go? Well, I think many of us think, and as we project to the future, and as we know, pharmacogenomics helps us focus on safety and efficacy of drug management to help provide personalized medicine. In the future, down the road, maybe it's possible that we could even set up a point-of-care machine, let's say in the pharmacies, in the physician's offices, patients can potentially come get a pharmacogenomics testing. Prior to starting a drug therapy, we can provide counseling tips for the patients. We can help adjust the doses for the patients. Even when the patient starts taking that particular medication, we can continue to adjust the doses in order to increase the response to the drug and to avoid any toxicity. Now, let's sort of jump back and and discuss the program that you're heading up at the the UC San Diego SCAG School of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Sciences. It's, It's called PharmGen Ed. But what exactly is the program? Okay, the full name of PharmGenet is Pharmacogenomics Education Program, Bridging the Gap Between Science and Practice. And we call this name because we know that currently there's not a whole lot of education materials that are readily available to healthcare professionals. And we also know from different surveys that have been done previously that there seems to be a gap between the healthcare provider's knowledge about pharmacogenomics and the expectations of our patients regarding a lot of these pharmacogenomic testing. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Focus on Pharmacy on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Charles Turk. Our guest is Dr. Grace Quo, PharmD, MPH, and an associate professor at the University of California, San Diego, where she's directing PharmGen Ed, a program aimed at educating healthcare professionals about pharmacogenomics. We're discussing the science and practice of pharmacogenomics. And, and Dr. Quo, getting back to the PharmGen Ed program, I was wondering, who's funding the program, and and what do you think made them decide that it's a worthwhile investment? The CDC, or the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, is the funding agency for this PharmGenet program. We're very grateful that they are funding the program because they also understand the need for all of us, not just pharmacists, but physicians and other healthcare professionals, to understand better about the pharmacogenomics information. What are PharmGenEd's goals? We have several goals. For example, we want to increase the awareness of current knowledge about pharmacogenomics, the validity and utility of these tests, and the potential implications of benefits and harms from use of these pharmacogenomics tests. We also 
want to reach more than 100,000 healthcare professionals. How is the program going to operate? Well, we're very excited about this program. We basically have two different components. The first one is to provide continuing education for pharmacists and for physicians. The second component is a shared curriculum for colleges of pharmacy around the country so that we can provide some of the basic fundamental information about pharmacogenomics and other professors throughout the country will also chip in and share their materials for education purpose. So in that case, would a school of pharmacy, say, contact you and set up sort of a distance learning type program? It would not be a structured distance learning program, but it will be a platform where a lot of the faculty members can have access to the program or to the curriculum. As we share the curriculum, as we share the evidence through a lot of the articles that are already published in the peer-reviewed journals, we have an open access program that can retrieve some of these articles with the, from the National Library of Medicine. And so we have very innovative tools, including using technology similar to YouTube, Facebook, and interface with the National Library of Medicine to provide that material for all the faculty members and all the schools who are interested in sharing the curriculum. Where exactly in development is FarmGenEd? Does it have some tools available and and you're still working on others? We're still working um, on the program. This is a very new program. We just received the funding about three months ago. And so at this point, we are compiling all the educational materials, especially the continuing education modules. There will be two modules. The first one will be more of a primer about pharmacogenomics, just describing what pharmacogenomics is and about SNPs, about basic fundamental understanding of pharmacogenomics. And the second module would be more of a clinical application about how pharmacogenomics can be applied to different disease states. So our target goal is to have our first live conference in the American Pharmacists Association annual meeting in April of 2009. Soon after, we will have these modules and the materials available online so that people can log on to the website in order to complete their CE credits. How would you like to see this program most directly impact the practice of pharmacy? Well, I am very interested in wanting to help patients improve their drug therapy and to avoid and decrease the events of adverse drug reactions. And so I'm hoping that this particular program would help educate healthcare professionals so that we will be able to, in turn, take better care of our patients. Right now, there are a lot of adverse drug events that we can prevent. Part of those, I believe, is due to the fact that we don't have the evidence or we do not even know how to apply the evidence into our daily clinical care. We discussed the future of pharmacogenomics just a little bit earlier. How about the future of PharmGenEd? What sort of measurable endpoints do you hope to see come out of the program? Sure. As I've already mentioned, we are aiming pretty high to reach 100,000 pharmacists and physicians and other healthcare educators or even public health professionals or genetic counselors. And it is my hope that through sharing resources and information about pharmacogenomics, a field that is developing so rapidly, this will benefit our patients in terms of their drug therapy, but it is also creating a forum or a platform where we can come together and share resources that we have for each other to use. Would it be accurate to say that this is a program that you would like to see continue indefinitely? As the field develops and as the need still exists, 
I think this program will be able to continue. Of course, we're very grateful for the CDC for their funding, and the funding is good for three years, and we are very hopeful we'll be able to establish and build up this platform. And once the website is built up, we are also very helpful that we will be able to continue to serve the healthcare professionals' needs as long as we need to. Speaking of the website, for those listening healthcare professionals who are interested in learning more about PharmGenEd or potentially becoming involved with it, where should they go for more information? For now, we have a website. Our main website is under development, but it should be online in the next two, three months' time. And that website is pharmacogenomics.ucsd.edu. We currently also have a website that's under SciVi, who is hosting our YouTube and Facebook technology. And that particular website address is www.scive, which is spelled as S-C-I-V-E-E dot TV slash node, which is spelled as N-O-D-E slash the numbers 7981. So again, that address is www.sivy.tv slash node slash 7981. You'd mentioned that you have funding for three years from the CDC. I was just sort of curious about what sort of milestones you've set up and sort of what, what sort of goals during each of those, say, three years or six half years that you're looking to accomplish. Well, the first year, our main goal is to reach the pharmacist. And so we're collaborating with the American Pharmacists Association, the American Society of Healthcare System Pharmacists, to implement the program during their annual or mid-year conferences. Then during the second year, our main target are other healthcare professionals, including physicians, nurses, if we can get all the CEs completed by that time, because we have to go through a lot of paperwork for accreditation, and the CDC is also helping us complete that component. So we are very hopeful that during the first year, now, with the help of pharmacists, we would like to train the trainer, meaning that pharmacists who have completed our modules, if they're interested of serving as a speaker and take the information, which will be free to them, to take the information to actually disseminate materials in their local practice, let's say to their physician groups or to their other nurse groups in their hospitals or in their pharmacies, that would be helping us out as well. So we want to see every year we have different goals and different target audience that we want to reach. And, of course, the third year, the programs for both the pharmacist CE, the physician CME, as well as the pharmacy school shared curriculum will be ongoing, and we will be actively evaluating the program. We've been talking with Dr. Grace Quo about PharmGenEd's mission of educating healthcare professionals about the applications of pharmacogenomics in healthcare practice. Dr. Quo, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Dr. Turk. I'm Dr. Charles Turk, and you've been listening to Focus on Pharmacy on ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Please be sure to visit our website at ReachMD.com, featuring on-demand podcasts of our entire library, and thank you for listening.